Chapter sixty seven of Louise de Lavalliere. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Filippo Joaquin. Louise de Lavalliere by Alexandre Dumas. Chapter sixty seven. Monsieur de Besmaud's Society. The reader has not forgotten that, on quitting the Bastille, D'Artagnan and the Comte of de la Fere had left Aramis in close confabulation with Besmaud. When once these two guests had departed, Besmaud did not in the least perceive that the conversation suffered by their absence. He used to think that wine after supper, and that of the Bastille in particular, was excellent and that it was a stimulation quite sufficient to make any honest man talkative. But he little knew his greatness, who was never more impenetrable than a dessert. His greatness, however, perfectly understood Monsieur de Besmont when he reckoned on making the governor discourse by the means which the latter regarded as efficacious. The conversation, therefore, without flagging in appearance, flagged in reality. For Besmaud not only had it nearly all to himself, but further kept speaking only of that singular event, the incarceration of Athos, followed by so prompt an order to set him again at liberty. Nor, moreover, had Besmaud failed to observe that the two orders of arrest and of liberation were both in the king's hand. But then, the king would not take the trouble to write similar orders except under pressing circumstances. All this was very interesting, and above all, very puzzling to Besmaud. But as, on the other hand, all this was very clear to Aramis, the latter did not attach to the occurrence the same importance as did the worthy governor. Besides, Aramis rarely put himself out of the way for anything and he had not yet told monsieur de besmaud for what reason he had now done so and so at the very climax of besmaud's dissertation aramis suddenly interrupted him tell me my dear besmaud said he have you never had any other diversions at the bastille than those at which I assisted during the two or three visits I have had the honor to pay you? This address was so unexpected that the governor, like a vein which suddenly receives an impulsion opposed to that of the wind, was quite dumbfounded at it. Diversions, said he, but I take them occasionally, Monseigneur. Oh, to be sure! And these diversions? Are of every kind. Visits, no doubt? No, not visits. Visits are not frequent at the Bastille. What, are visits rare then? Very much so. Even on the part of your society? What do you term my society? The prisoners? Oh, no. Your prisoners, indeed. I know well it is you who visit them, and not they you. By your society, I mean, my dear Besmaud, the society of which you are a member. 
Bismo looked fixedly at Aramis, and then, as if the idea which had flashed across his mind were impossible, Oh, he said, I have very little society at present. If I must own it to you, dear Monsieur d'Herblay, the fact is, to stay at the Bastille appears, for the most part, distressing and distasteful to persons of the gay world. As for the ladies, it is never without a certain dread, which costs me infinite trouble to allay, that they succeed in reaching my quarters. And indeed, how should I avoid trembling a little, poor things, when they see these gloomy dungeons and reflect that they are inhabited by prisoners who... And in proportion as the eyes of Besmaud concentrated their gaze on the face of Aramis, the worthy governor's tongue faltered more and more until it ended by stopping altogether. No, you don't understand me, my dear Monsieur Besmaud. You don't understand me. I do not at all mean to speak of society in general, but of a particular society, of the society, in a word, to which you are affiliated. Besmaud nearly dropped the glass of Muscat, which he was in the act of raising to his lips. Affiliated? cried he. Affiliated! Yes, affiliated, undoubtedly, repeated Aramis, with the greatest self-possession. Are you not a member of a secret society, my dear Monsieur Besmaud? Secret? secret or mysterious oh monsieur d'herblay consider now don't deny it but believe me i believe what i know i swear to you listen to me my dear monsieur Besmaud. i say yes you say no one of us two necessarily says what is true and the other it inevitably follows what is false well and then well we shall come to an understanding presently let us see said Besmaud. let us see now drink your glass of Moscow, dear monsieur de Besmaud, said aramis what the devil you look quite scared no no not in the least in the world oh no drink then Besmaud drank but he swallowed the wrong way well resumed Aramis. If, I say, you are not a member of a secret or mysterious society, which you like to call it, uh, the epithet is of no consequence, if, I say, you are not a member of a society similar to that I wish to designate, well, then, you will not understand a word of what I am going to say. That is all. Oh, be sure beforehand that I shall not understand anything. Well, well, try now, let us see. That is what I am going to do. If, on the contrary, you are one of the members of this society, you will immediately answer me, yes or no. Begin your questions, continued Besmaud, trembling. You will agree, dear Monsieur de Besmaud, continued Aramis, with the same impossibility, that it is evident a man cannot be a member of a society. It is evident 
that he cannot enjoy the advantages it offers to the affiliated without being himself bound to certain little services in short stammered bismol that would be intelligible if well resumed Aramis, there is in the society of which i speak and of which as it seems you are not a member allow me said bismol i should not like to say absolutely there is an engagement entered into by all the governors and captains of fortresses affiliated to the order Bismol grew pale now the engagement continued aramis firmly is of this nature Bismol rose manifesting unspeakable emotion go on dear monsieur d'herblay go on said he aramis then spoke or rather recited the following paragraph in the same tone as if he had been reading it from a book the aforesaid captain or governor of a fortress shall allow to enter when need shall arise and on demand of the prisoner a confessor affiliated to the order he stopped bismol was quite distressing to look at being so wretchedly pale and trembling is not that the text of the agreement quietly asked aramis monseigneur began bismol ah well you begin to understand i think monseigneur cried bismol do not trifle so with my unhappy mind i find myself as nothing in your hands if you have the malignant desire to draw from me the little secrets of my administration oh by no means pray undeceive yourself dear monsieur Bismont, it is not the little secrets of your administration but those of your conscience that i aim at well then my conscience be it dear monsieur d'herblay but have some consideration for the situation i am in which is no ordinary one it is no ordinary one my dear monsieur continued the inflexible aramis if you are a member of society but it is a quite natural one if free from all engagement you are answerable only to the king well monsieur well i obey only the king and whom else would you have a french nobleman obey aramis did not yield an inch but with a silvery voice of his continued it is very pleasant said he for a french nobleman for a prelate of france to hear a man of your mark express himself so loyally dear de Besmont, and having heard you to believe no more than you do have you doubted monsieur i oh no and so you doubt no longer i have no longer any doubt that such a man as you monsieur said aramis gravely does not faithfully serve the masters whom he voluntarily chose for himself masters cried bismont yes masters i said monsieur d'herblay are you still jesting are you not oh yes i understand that it is a more difficult position to have several masters than one 
but the embarrassment is owing to you, my dear Besmo, and I am not the cause of it. Certainly not, returned the unfortunate governor, more embarrassed than ever. But what are you doing? You are leaving the table? Assuredly. Are you going? Yes, I am going. But you are behaving very strangely towards me, Monseigneur. I am behaving strangely. How do you make that out? Have you sworn, then, to put me to the torture? No, I should be sorry to do so. Remain, then. I cannot. And why? Because I have no longer anything to do here, and indeed I have duties to fulfill elsewhere. Duties? So late as this? Yes, understand me now, my dear de Besmaux. They told me at the place whence I came. The aforesaid governor or captain will allow to enter, as need shall arise, on the prisoner's demand, a confessor affiliated with the order. I came. You do not know what I mean. And so I shall return to tell them that they are mistaken, and that they must send me elsewhere. What? You are? cried Besmo, looking at Arami, almost in terror. The confessor affiliated to the order, said Arami, without changing his voice. But, gentle as the words were, they had the same effect on the unhappy governor as a clap of thunder. Besmo became livid, and it seemed to him as if Arami's beaming eyes were two forts of flame, piercing to the very bottom of his soul. The confessor, murmured he, you, Monseigneur, the confessor of the order. Yes, I. But we have nothing to unravel together, seeing that you are not one of the affiliated. Monseigneur! And I understand that, not being so, you refuse to comply with its command. Monseigneur, I beseech you, condescend to hear me. And wherefore? Monseigneur, I do not say that I have nothing to do with the society. Ha <laughs> ha! I say not I refuse to obey. Nevertheless, Monsieur de Besmaux, what has passed wears very much the air of resistance. Oh, no, Monseigneur, no! I only wished to be certain. To be certain of what? said Arami, in a tone of supreme contempt. Of nothing at all, Monseigneur. Besmaux lowered his voice, and bending before the prelate said, I am at all times and in all places at the disposal of my superiors, but very good. I like you better thus, monsieur, said Arami, as he resumed his seat, and put out his glass to Besmaux, whose hand trembled so that he could not fill it. You were saying, but, uh, continued Arami, but, replied the unhappy man, having received no notice, I was very far from expecting it. Does not the gospel say, Watch, for the moment is known only of God? 
do not the rules of the order say watch for that which i will you ought always to will also and what pretext will serve you now that you did not expect the confessor monsieur de besmont because monseigneur there is at present in the bastille no prisoner ill aramis shrugged his shoulders what do you know about that said he but nevertheless it appears to me monsieur de besmont said aramis turning round in his chair here is your servant who wishes to speak with you and at the moment the besmont servant appeared at the threshold of the door what is it asked besmont sharply monsieur said the man they are bringing you the doctor's return aramis looked at the besmont with a calm and confident eye well said he let the messenger enter the messenger entered saluted and handed in the report besmont ran his eye over it and raising his head said in surprise number twelve is ill how was it then said aramis carelessly that you told me everybody was well in your hotel monsieur de besmont and he emptied his glass without removing his eyes from besmont the governor then made a sign to the messenger and when he had quitted the room said still trembling i think that there is in the article on the prisoner's demand yes it is so answered aramis but see what it is they want with you now and that moment a surgeon put his head in at the door what do you want now cried besmont can you not leave me in peace for ten minutes monsieur said the surgeon the sick man number twelve has commissioned the turnkey to request you to send him a confessor besmont very nearly sank on the floor but aramis disdained to reassure him just as he had disdained to terrify him what must i answer inquired besmont just what you please replied aramis compressing his lips that is your business i am not the governor of the bastille tell the prisoner cried besmont quickly tell the prisoner that his request is granted the surgeon left the room oh monseigneur monseigneur murmured besmont how could i have suspected how could i have foreseen this who requested you to suspect and who besought you to foresee contemptuously answered aramis the order suspects the order knows the order foresees is that not enough what is it your command added besmont i nothing at all i am nothing but a poor priest a simple confessor have i your orders to go and see the sufferer oh monseigneur i do not order i pray you to go tis well conduct me to him end of chapter sixty seven monsieur de besmont's society
Recording by Filippo Joachim. End of Louise de la Vallière by Alexandre Dumas.